It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Thursday night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Melissa, sitting in for Ella this evening. Tonight we have another special, interesting, compelling, remarkable, notable oh, <laughs> uh, guest, which is all of us, all of us here this evening. If you are new to the talk call, please stay on the line and we will get you some supportive and helpful links and websites and connect you with others. This is a solution, educational and activism based podcast, but the views and opinions of our guests and participants are not necessarily our own personal views and opinions. Our goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. If you have any suggestions for guests, questions, or are in need of additional support, please don't hesitate to email Ella at TIAngel2016 at gmail.com. So tonight, if anybody would like to give their testimony, please raise your hand and I will unmute you. Meanwhile, I'd like to hear some suggestions from other targeted individuals. What advice would you give somebody who has newly discovered their own targeting. What would be a piece of advice you would give them? So first, I'm going to come to Central North Carolina. Hi, Central North Carolina. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. Um, hi, this is Renee. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. Um, you is to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I had a question, but <clears throat> I know that <clears throat> part of this is about what advice would I give to a new TI? Uh-huh. Correct? Um yeah. But you well, can talk about I'll, what is on your mind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, mainly I would tell them to get in to see a doctor as soon as possible, not to try to do this by themselves because you're only going to suffer. Um, and then um, I wanted to ask the question. Me and uh, this other person met up, and we're about an hour apart from each other, and we're both TIs. But um, we're trying to find ways on how to locate more TIs in our area. Do you have any suggestions? I would continue to come on the phone calls and uh-huh. on the phone calls that are listed on freedomfortargetedindividuals.org and connect through there. Okay. Um, there are quite a few in North Carolina that I'm aware of. All right. I would 
exchange information with those people and okay. connect like that. Um, so, yeah. All right. That's, Thank you. That's what, thank you for your suggestions. I want to remind everyone to star eight if you'd like to speak. Ella's reminding me in the chat room. I forgot. And thank you, Central North Carolina. Now I'm coming to Central Minnesota. Hi, Central Minnesota. Are you there? Okay, well, we can come back to you. Now I'm coming to California. Hi, California. Also, oh, not. Oh, are you there? Yeah. Sorry, I was eating some habanero chicken wings and it got hot <laughs> in my throat. I was choking. I'm sorry. Um, well, I uh, this is hi, this is Amy, everybody. Um, I uh, found someone that I brought on Frank's call last night who uh, formerly was with NLA National Liberty Alliance. And there was a barrage of calls, and he's got a headache today. So it's like, <laughs> I said, that's the price you pay for being a rock star. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, uh, everybody was so excited to ask all these questions because he's worked with uh, Co- um, Connie, um, who I'm friends with, and helped. So he was the one helping implement that. And uh, I would say the two things of advice I would give is don't lose hope and that you're never alone. And those are probably the two things. And know that um, your spirit and your mind uh, are two very powerful things that um, be reminded that you're a spiritual being. And when you're feeling like everything and everyone's against you, uh, turn inward. See what can what can I do to make things better, or readjust my thinking, or um, or my approach, or or maybe do some more prayer and some inwardly uh, taking inventory of of yourself. How can you be the best self that you can be? And I try to do that on a daily basis because I. I will point out my own wrongs before someone else will. But when I get attacked, like I did a few times, which everybody's gone through it, um, last night, um, and he uh, had to meet a couple of those people, and I didn't actually get the text from him until today that he did that last night. And I knew one of those people, Cindy, she's been barred from the calls. I got a very, very weird, sad, pathetic text from her and I knew it was her on the call last night at the very end that was saying awful things and um, you know I was just there to kind of keep silent and just interject questions that maybe people hadn't thought of asking and just kind of opening up the conversation and for the most part I tried to stay silent and just let people run with it and you know let them have the floor. And I, I appreciate uh, all the professionalism, Melissa, you're doing, helping Ella, because she sure does need a lot of help. And I told Eric about your call. I gave him your number. And I said, I have nothing against any of the moderators. They go through it heavily. 
they put in a lot of hard hour, long hours of work. They don't get paid for this, but the end result is going to be uh, God is going to grant them so much. Uh, that is, is just priceless. What you're doing for the community, all the great guests that you've had on, um, and I shared that with him too, Richard Lighthouse with um, Targeted Justice and uh, the people from Japan, and you just you had an inspirational guest. So even though we get in our own way and we are having a bad day or we don't want to hear something negative, even though it starts out the positive and you throw some reality things in there, um, and we're already having some rough times, like you know you lost your dog, and I know what that's like because they took out they poisoned my dog when I came back from the military and they took out my dad. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We know that to focus more on how they lived when they were here on this earth rather than how they died and what they contributed, how they made us better people. And that's what you guys are doing. You're making us better people to remind us at the core we're human. We're not machines. We're not AI. Um, the end of the day, we are stronger than we think we are. and we, are, we forget that we are until people remind me, this is these are the three things I can say off the top of my head about you that I love about you and that I admire and that I aspire to be like you. So I just want to say thank you. Um, you're priceless and keep doing what you're doing. Don't let anybody bring you down. We will always be here to support you and each other, especially as women now um, with the movement. I think there's a lot of uh, fear from the opposite sex um, that, that movement is, is getting bigger, but we're not here to be raw burners or whatever they did in the 60s. We're just here to be supportive of men and women, children, people who don't have a voice, and just try to uh, to rise above things as hard as it gets sometimes. Oh, thank you. Beautiful advice, and thank you. Ella has worked so tire- tirelessly and so has so many others. Um, Linda, Derek, Doug, Matthew, um, so many. And, you know, the thing is when we start doing activism, oftentimes we get very excited but and, you know, have that little burst of energy. But it's the persistence that we have to keep going and never give up. And you were so right. Right. Exactly. Even though there's that little light inside of you, that God could each and every one of us um, that wants to say, you know, what's the point, what's the use, and one step forward and ten steps back. But um, this is our, our classroom learning. He's putting these things, he's allowing these things in our path to make us stronger and better people so that we can share with other people that are going through like-minded type of situations. This is how I handled it. Maybe that won't work for you, but, you know, these are some other people. Go to them, and this is, you know, they can share their experience or advice with you. You know, I'm not the end all here, but this is, you know, empathy. That's where empathy comes from. And that's why I think we are forced to be reckoned with because we have empathy and we have discernment. And I think that's a threat to those that are doing evil, men, women, or whoever, you know, non-humans, you know, whatever you want to call them, um, they lack the empathy, but we hope even for them that have souls that they find the empathy because it comes from whatever brokenness that they didn't get. Um, so, you know, we're so, just trying to be a better, 
better um, version of ourselves. Thank you. That is beautiful advice. So I'm going to go ahead and meet you and come next to Southeast Michigan. And thank you so much again. I appreciate it. That Your words actually inspired me tonight because I think we Aww. all need that. Reminder. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Thank you. Hi, Southeast Michigan. Southeast Michigan, are you there? Just checking in to say hi. Uh, so I'll I'll keep it um, muted, but I'm then I'll unmute to talk. Oh, okay. Then I will hanging. come next. I will come next to Central Minnesota. Hi, Central Minnesota. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, uh, Melissa. This is Marcus Hopkins. Uh, been a TI for seven years. A lot of dramatic stuff. Um, a lot of testimony. Um, I think a lot of evidence, but, you know, I lose it sometimes because they break in and, and uh, tamper with, with uh, whatever I've collected on them. But I have a 60-page paper that I'm trying to send to churches all around the country so they know what gang stalking and uh, neural prosthetics are all about. Oh, that's a great idea, Marcus. So what advice would you give a new TI? Well, that's what we were on. I'm sorry, my brother called me. Um, he's in New Mexico. I, we had to move up to Minnesota, my mom and I, uh, because the gang stalking got so heavy there in uh, 2015. Um, but for a new TI, I would say set up some motion detectors pointed at your door. Uh, you can buy a, a couple cheap uh, smartphones at Walgreens for like 20 bucks and just put an SD card in it and download the app called Motion Detector. And it's got an a icon with a pair of binoculars. And so you know if someone is in your house or not when you were gone. And stalkers love breaking into TI's homes. They, do that, they did that to me a hundred times uh, in New Mexico and then even up here in Minnesota. So that's, I think, the, the, the number one strategy to, to, to keep your system clean so that they don't poison your food or gaslight your stuff. Um, just a couple smartphones at Walgreens are like 20 bucks and set it in a holster or, you know, something that will hold it so that the, the, the camera lens is pointed at the front door at all times, 24, seven, 365, uh, then you know you have the comfort of being in your home and you know that no one, uh, no stalkers broke in there. That's a great idea. Thank you, Marcus, for that. I'm going to go ahead and mute you and come next to, let's see, Central New Jersey. Hi, Central New Jersey. How are you this evening? Hi, this is Lorraine in New Jersey. Hi, Ella and and Melissa. Melissa, is that... Who, what yes. is your name? Yes. Mills. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Some some of the ideas I had for a new individual, and you know, piggybacking on what the gentleman um, just said, I've tried everything. Um, uh, the the perps or whomever is surveilling my house is extremely sophisticated. I've had four security systems and they interfere with all the cameras all day long. 
Um, uh, one of the things that I would tell an, uh, a new person is to photograph everything. Um, photograph everything, collect evidence. If you're going to a police department, um, this is not something that I did. <laughs> um, don't go alone and record it because in, uh, invariably whatever you tell them will be distorted and you don't know how bad it might get in the future where you may need to file a lawsuit. So collect the evidence. Also um, get health exams early on so it's something that you can compare in the future. Um, you know, maybe every six months or nine months or, you know, every year. And um, don't give in to fear. Um, fear, um, the acronym is false evidence appearing real. That's all that fear is. Um, ignore it. Um, don't give in to it. Don't give in to peer pressure. Monitor your health. Collect evidence. And you don't have to answer questions that police pose that have nothing to do with an incident that you've reported. You don't have to answer any of the questions. Oh, that's great advice. Yeah, because they use fabricate. And again, I'm only speaking from my experience because, um, you know, people have said, well, you know, the police ignore it, et cetera, et cetera. But some police actually are involved. They're involved in the stalking. Um, in my case, they're involved in the stalking. They're involved in vandalism. And they fabricate every police report. So have a witness with you. I didn't do this. Um, record it. Um, I've only done it a couple of times. If I'd known it would be as bad as it is, I would have recorded everything from the beginning. And when you do your recordings, make sure you have copies. Um, I've had videos deleted from my computer. Um, f they took an entire stack of photos, insurance photos that I kept. Um, so if you've got valuables in your house that you may have insured, um, which I did, um, and you know they can they'll go in and steal your photos when they're um, you know searching your home. And with regard to the break-ins, that is another thing. I never thought, I never ever thought that somebody would be poisoning my food, but they do. They damage food. They cut into it. Um, uh, also, your personal belongings. Uh, for women, if you have mascara, um, they'll damage your mascara, <laughs> your your pencils. They um, will take caps off of your your personal um, toiletries so that they dry out. Um, uh, what else? Um, um, oils. For anybody that keeps oils, like essential oils and stuff, they've, they've radiated things. So before you apply something to your body, especially if it's, you know, um, you know like an almond oil or something like that, if baby oils and stuff, smell it because I've had some incidences where new oils were rancid. Um, uh, and, you know, photograph 
everything and collect evidence, something that I wasn't aware of. I mean, I have a lot of books. And I know the the ones that were obviously damaged, I photographed. But then I figured, you know what? They're damaging everything in the house a little bit at a time. I started looking at my books differently on different angles, and they had etchings and, um, like, the the perps, I'm, and again, I'm speaking from my own experience, they appear to have a signature. They're very narcissistic. It's like, I did this damage, I did that damage, and they have a signature, and you will find the same signature all around your house. It'll be on your books. It might be etched, you know, like for me in my kitchen sink. Um, again, everybody's program is different. That's what they did to me. So photograph it because with forensics, they want to see a pattern. And if right. you can, yeah, if, if, if they want a pattern, they don't want one incident. It's sort of like with the gang stalkers. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll sick like, you know, 25 of them on you. But if you can catch a couple of them, that are the same, that's not a coincidence anymore. Right. And so I would like to just piggyback off what you're saying about going to the police. I would, in my personal case, the only times I went to the police were when I had solid physical evidence that was indisputable. The other things I just let go because I knew that part of the program was wanting me to continue to go to the police. So I like what you're saying about, you know, creating a, a photographic documented evidence of a pattern that's happening because nobody's going to call the police because you're missing one can of food. Right. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's why they do it like that because, you know, if you went to the police, that would sound crazy. So I would I would definitely agree with you when to tell a new TI photograph everything and if you go to the police definitely record it. Um, I did that also and it, it probably saved me in many ways. Um, record every conversation, every interaction you have, um, so that there can be no denying what actually happened. But yeah. do check do check the laws in your state even. Even if they're breaking the law, it doesn't mean we have to. Do you know True. what I mean? Like Oklahoma is a two-party state or a one-party state, so only one person has to be aware of the recording. Yeah, New uh-huh. Jersey, it's it's a one-party. Right. <laughs> so, you know, just make sure that you're you're within the bounds of the law. Even if they're breaking the law, that doesn't matter. We're responsible for our own behavior. Thank you so much. That was great advice. That's excellent advice. So I just want to remind everyone that tonight, if you have a testimony, please star eight, and we'd like to hear about your testimony. If you're new to the call also, please star eight so you can raise your hand and I can unmute you and we can get you some support. Also, we're talking about what advice would you give a new targeted individual? Um, What's a good piece of advice you would give them so that we're not overwhelming them, um, but what would you have wanted somebody to tell you when you first discovered you were targeted? So I'm coming to Connecticut now. 
Connecticut, are you there? Hi. Hi, it's Connie. Um, Hi. My advice to a new TI is, number one, yeah, don't be afraid and don't be alone. If they know what bothers you, they might tend to do it more. Um, So have a good poker face on or or be strong. Uh, Make sure you have uh, two or three TI friends if you're alienated or just to talk about what you're going through and keep tabs on one another. Um, And um, I would also say number uh, shield. Shield, I mean, before shielding, I would detox because we're all being sprayed with biological and chemical weapons via these chemtrails. Um, And I would, so I would say detox because if you shield first, you're protecting this stuff to stay on your skin and wreak havoc on your body. And it's making us into transmitters and receivers. I would say um, it, knowledge is power. So somebody should be informed. Watch YouTube videos. Connect with other TIs. Maybe on Facebook for support and information. Um, I, I would also echo what Amy said. And that is we are very powerful beings. And you have to reach within the depths of your soul and you have to maintain who you are and, and use your strengths and intuition um, to guide you uh, and help you through this. Um, but I would say definitely detox before shielding and getting evidence. I know people who get evidence, but they're, they're losing their teeth and they're doing terrible. So um, getting evidence is important. Shielding is important. Grounding is important. So knowing about all these things but I would say connecting with other people um, to, you know, because I, I get a lot of calls and sometimes it's just to be a listener and sometimes it's to give advice. Um, right. I, I, I would also say there's a lot of patents and technology um, regarding this that's out there in case they want to convince, you know, their friends or loved ones that this is truly going on and there's whistleblowers and everything. Um, so it, it's not in their uh, mind. I would say if somebody goes to the police or maybe even uses common law and, and goes to court, they might want to have somebody with them so they don't get nabbed, you know, grabbed and put in a psych ward. Um, and I, I guess I would say, you know, never give up hope. There's always hope where there's a will, there's a way. This is going to be exposed at some point, um, you know, um, as more and more people come forward with their cases. Um, and, and know that, know about the technology, know that the NASA is involved, the U.S. Air Force is involved, many colleges and universities are involved, our government is involved, and their contractors are involved, as well as, uh, the, I guess, the, you know, uh, lower lower life people who are the gang stalkers on the street. And unless somebody's hurting you with, with a microwave weapon or a device, um, don't pay too much attention to the local gang stalkers because um, it, it's just a, 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 a psyop, you know, a psych thing when you see red cars or white cars or somebody with your clothes, color clothes or whatever. It, it's just to mess with your mind. And if you don't let it bother you, um, they might not do it as much. So that would be my advice. And I'll give out my number again because I'm always trying and discovering new and more effective ways to detox and I know about grounding and, and shielding, but um, I, I've been focusing on detox. Um, my number is 
303-303-1854. My name is Connie. I'm in Connecticut. That's pretty easy to remember, Connie in Connecticut. Um, I'm really glad that somebody from National Liberty Alliance spoke on a conference call um, because my advice to like our group tonight is we need to align with the people fighting 5G, the EMF-sensitive people, the chemtrail people, and, um, and uh, like National Liberty Alliance, maintaining our constitutional rights. And um, because united we stand, divided we fall. I know we all have our own agendas and our own um, uh, our activism regarding our causes, but we have a lot of, there's a lot, there's a tie between all these things going on. You know, the sodium fluoride in the water, the smart meters, you know, all these right. smartphones and smart devices and everything. So that's what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Connie. I'm actually going to right now come to Hawaii. Hawaii. Hello? Hi, Hawaii. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. My name is Mike. I'm new to this forum. Well, hi, Mike. Since you're new, we're going to give you the floor and give you some time to... Um, talk about your targeting if you want to talk about it or ask any questions you have. So I see that you're in Hawaii. Yes, yes I am. Um, uh, I've recently become aware, um, sorry I'm trying to turn some things off here, that I am targeted and um, through your forum and other forums, on the internet and YouTube have come to find that to the realization that this has been going on for many, many, many years, if not 20-plus years. Um, and what's happened is since I have become aware um, and noticed the people that have moved into the neighborhood and the houses adjacent to mine, um, they're hitting me with all kinds of um, electronic weapons and things that just make my head swim and my ears ring and funny tastes and uh, the gang stalking and the home break-ins to the point where, like your other caller said, to to put cameras on your doors, which you know I was doing even before this because strange things were going on. And I realized that if you're using any type of iPhone or any type of camera that's able to be hooked up to any external source remotely, the Internet, or even um, an IR on-off button, these guys mm -hmm. are going to turn it off and get into it. Uh, they corrupt pictures on my phone, and it's just to the point where I thought I was losing my mind, but but I'm not. And I'm a very no. grounded individual and always have been. So I found uh, regarding the cameras, uh, I don't know if I can name a, a, a brand, but I, I bought a video camera that that's an older one that has no hookups. And that really seemed to tick them off because they haven't found a way to defeat that one yet, I think, at least. Oh, but, that's uh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's brilliant. What a great idea. Because yeah. they can they can shoot your cameras off with a laser pointer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, what they even tried to do with this one is I had to turn off the remote function because they could clone the remote 
and put their hand in my door and turn it off before it'll capture anything. Right. So I, I had to cover the, the, the receiver on the camera itself. But since I've been doing that, uh, I've noticed that things aren't moving around the apartment as much. But uh, well, then, then they, moved, they moved into the car and set up things to harass me while I'm driving. <laughs> I should have laughed, but, it's, but I think you have to. Yeah, we're we're big advocates here of laughing, and it's not that we're um, making light of our situation. It's just that laughter is a coping mechanism. And also, you know, when you laugh, it actually releases natural painkillers, those endorphins. Mm -hmm. So laughing really is the best medicine. And sometimes you just have to laugh because some of these people really are moronic. They're just moronic. They're not entirely sophisticated. The, that's the no. ground perpetrators. Um, well, aren't well they're, they're sick. They're, they are sick. They really no. and, are. And it amazes me just how many people are involved. And a lot of older people, the types of people that, I don't like to judge people by their looks, but you wouldn't think somebody that looks, you know, educated and, older and grounded would be involved in something as petty as harassing somebody for no reason, but they do. And a lot of them here, I've proven, are involved in the local law enforcement here. And I don't know if you folks have seen news about uh, what's going on in Hawaii right now in Honolulu. They've indicted the chief of police and his wife and a whole bunch of folks in um, the the high-level investigators in, in the department. Um, there, there's about a half a dozen of pending cases. They're facing some long jail time. But uh, I, I've matched the faces of them, which I recognize from the news, to people that have been harassing me. So I, wow. I can't go to the police about it, you know, which, which sucks, frankly, because what do you do? You know, right. the people who are supposed to be protecting us are the ones that are perpetrating criminal acts, violating the Constitution. Right. And I think many of us have, you know, been through that. Who do we turn to? And many of us have been to the FBI. I'm interested. You're in Hawaii. Were you always in Hawaii? Or um, how long have you lived in Hawaii? Um, most of my life I grew up here. Um, I was born in California. <clears throat> I'm, my parents moved us here when, when I was five years old. My father, um, rest his soul, was was involved in local law enforcement. He was even a special investigator at the Attorney General's office. Um, and uh, I, I don't know if he was involved because we, we uh, didn't talk for many, many years until he got sick. I kind of reacquainted myself with him, but he's passed away since. Um, so I've lived here most of my life. I'm 50 years old. Uh, I moved away in uh, 1992 and lived in Tucson, Arizona for, oh, um, uh, 2002 rather. I lived there for 10 years and was gang stopped there. And the same thing there, although I wasn't aware so it wasn't as bad. It seems, I don't know if this is the, true for everybody, but I know other people, it seems that once you become aware of what's happening, they 
turn up the volume, so to speak. Yeah. But in Hawaii, we're known as the Aloha State, and I, I kind of, when these things are going on, thinking, you know, maybe that stuff happens in the mainland, but not out here. But, oh, boy, was I wrong. Sure does happen out here. And it's got its own unique local flair to to the harassment where... You know, these pigeon English when they threaten my life on a daily basis from the houses next door. And, and it, it's crazy. But uh, And, and I, I can't help but wonder, guys, what, what is the main objective? Because it it can't be going on for no, for no reason. And I believe it's military and I believe it's a worldwide and it's a weapon system. And, and is it a world takeover of some kind? I mean, it. Who knows? Who knows? I I just wanted can to say, can I say, or do you want? You had say? Well, yes, sir. I think there's two reasons for some of us in here. Some of us were just chosen at random. They they chose 80% women for this. Now the men, I the men are maybe different. Um, I was a whistleblower before. Not a whistleblower. Oh yeah, I I was kind of a whistleblower. And also, I was an activist before. Uh, there's many reasons I could be in here for. Were you an activist? No. No, but I've always mm-hmm. gone against the grain. I was When I was younger, I was a real hell, hellraiser, <laughs> kind of a troublemaker. And, uh, well, I, I, don't think they, um, I don't think that's a reason. Maybe, maybe but uh, mostly that it's, it's activism for the sake of Telling the truth, telling you know why, why all the corruption and and the, yes. the purpose, what they're doing, I think, is a uh, is a like a human garbage can to get rid of people who they don't like. And um, I hate to say that, but they want us to basically, if you if you follow this for a while, you'll see they want us to commit suicide. Yes. And following failing that, they want to. Slowly, uh, slowly kill us. It, you know, yeah. they call it slow, t- slow kill, or um, yeah. something like that. Yes. Yeah. The closest thing, sir, that that uh, because I think we all try to want to answer that question, why, and and the closest thing I could come up with is I had a very high level federal judge who's um, known, you know, nationwide for some very high-profile cases uh, regarding same-sex marriage and things like that that originated or, or had uh, dealings here in the islands. And he was a neighbor of mine and kind of, I, I may have upset the man. And maybe it's something mm-hmm. as petty as that. Oh, yeah. But, it, but I, I kind of don't think so. I, I, and really, truly, I don't really at this point care why. To me, it doesn't matter because even if I know who and why, I don't think it would stop anything. I just want it to stop, mm-hmm. and I don't want it to happen to anyone else. Yeah, I know what you mean. So um, you can do activism, and it will. Uh, for me, it gives me uh, something to to do and to live for. But I, I don't know if some people have 
may not be inclined to do that. But I I feel that it's important to make it just as hard as possible for them to do. Uh, exactly. You know. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I harass them back, and maybe that's not the best thing to do, but, but you, you know, they don't like it. I do things purposely that I know they can't stand. And, uh-huh. and I tell them out loud, if you don't like what I do, you can leave. Simple as yeah, that. Good. Yeah, that you know, way they can hear you. They can hear everything you say and see everything yeah. you see. Did you know yes. that? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I've had holes in my ceiling that I've patched five times over only to find that new holes are trailed in the exact same place. I've seen the scope cameras, and you know what they do? They take these thin scope cameras that are only a few millimeters in diameter, because I've seen this with my own eyes, and they run them through our electrical conduits, and they come out the grounding plugs of our wiring, and I've plugged up holes there. Maybe they're doing something different, because what I was talking about is that this technology has the capability of seeing through your visual cortex. They can actually see through your eyes. Yes. Yes. Okay. Through routers, routers, and and shadowing, and and yeah. the things the fire department I mean, uses. It, they they take technology meant to help for things like people on a fire that fire departments use, and then turn them against us to hurt, and that's sick. Right, that's... Yeah, that's more, go ahead. So, well, uh, what I was going to say, since you're in Hawaii and Honolulu, um, yeah. a great thing for you to do would be uh, go to stopgangstalking.com, and that's Terry's website, and he has some fantastic flyers that you can um, download and print out, and I would start handing out flyers, because... Nothing stops a gang stalker faster than handing them a flyer and talking about gang stalking and how it's going. <laughs> they, you know, well, yes. that, you that. Do that. Wonderful. I've been. Is it your website? Or are you Terry? No, I'm not I'm, Terry. I'm not, um, I'm not Terry. Terry's a very active, um, um, God-fearing man who who does a lot of things, handing out um, many. I mean, thousands of of flyers. And he's very excellent at um, fighting against this. And we're, that, we're really trying to expose it. And we're going exactly. to all these links. And I wish you would take my uh, website too, jameslico.com, J-A-M-E-S-L-I-C-O.com. And I have a lot of things about activism on there. In fact, you could show someone, if they look at all the videos and things on one page, the opening page, they will be convinced. That's what I'm shooting for. That's awesome. Uh, because many times I wish I've had something that I couldn't hand people. Like my dentist, who is so nice on the first visit, and then the second visit, they, they treat me like I'm the, the lowest form of pedophile on the planet. And I know it's because yeah, that's probably what they, they were, they're telling they were people that. To. They tell I'm a lot sorry. of people that. But you know what? They're the ones that are the pedophiles. The you know, the elite yeah. or whatever they call themselves. They're just the elite of the bottom of a gar- garbage can. But they are well, pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that too. You know, I've done a lot of research in the last few months since I've become aware about six months ago. And, um, you know, it, 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 
getting the word out, I think, is the main thing we can do because so many of our citizens are, are so eager to accept anything that somebody with a badge in their wallet, whether they're really with law enforcement or not, they'll accept anything they say as if it's the word of God. That's right. And it's not. And it's not. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. They, they hear well, that and they'll, they'll whack you. They will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Would you be well, interested? Would you be interested in holding a TI conference? <laughs> um, I think we'd like to go to Hawaii for the next TI conference. Hoping you. I would conference. love to. I would love to because there's only one other TI I found, and it's a, a lady um, on the Big Island who, who's gone on YouTube, and I've been meaning to, to go on YouTube too. Um, but other than that, you know, if you click the there, there's three names that come up for the entire state, and I know damn well there's more people than Well, there's got to be. Yeah, a lot, most of them are like you were. You you didn't know about it. They're like that. No. And, and you know, getting crapped on with these idiots. Right. Right. When so, I first you know, found out, my, my jaw thing. dropped. You know, when I found out. Yeah. No, it's big. Like, hey, this is what's happening. This explains it all. <laughs> you know, another, another good way to find other TIs, in, since you are in such a small community, is mm-hmm. handing out flyers, Pat, getting the word out there, um, talking yeah. to people face-to-face, connecting with people. So, and speaking of connecting with people, I'd love to get you connected to some other people. So if you will stay on the line, can you do that? Yeah. Will you stay for the phone call? Great. I, I will. Um, and thank you for for listening to me, and I, I thank you for letting me take up so much of your time on this call. I no, very no. much appreciate it. That's it's been a great release. We are here and we are here to give you hope and let you know that you are not alone and that we are all in this together and that we will we will find a way to put a stop to this because together we are stronger. Amen. Thanks. I Melissa. thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. So um, I, I don't know if you heard this at the beginning of the show, but you feel free to contact TI Angel 2016 mm-hmm. at I've already emailed you. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, actually, I'm filling in for Ella this evening. Um, right. Ella is here, but, you know, she's had some issues, and she has taken on so much for this community. And right. Um, right. I'm just checking her out. So we can, if she doesn't answer you, just hang in there. We're going to get her some email support, too. Um, you can also email me personally at freedom for. Fortis, which is F-O-R-T-I-S, at gmail.com. So it's a little play on words. Fortis. Oh, what is it again? Freedom thwarted? Fortis. F, it's freedom for T-I's. Oh, I got you. Fortis means yeah, strong. Yeah. Latin word that means strong. So freedom for T-I's at gmail.com. You can email Great. me. 
and I'll get you connected with people in the community. And I'm just so glad that you decided to join us. That's really awesome. Thank you. And oh, I encourage you. you to, I encourage you to visit. Um, email address. Pardon me. Uh, I was asking. Um, what was your name again? Mike. I'm Melissa. Oh, Mike. He's Mike. Yeah, I got I got that one. Um, Mike, I, I was wondering if you have an email address. Yes, I do. It's a play on Can words. Um, it, it started out as a joke, but it's it's easy to remember, and it's a simple, all lowercase, ihoarder at yahoo.com. Even though I'm not a hoarder, it's ihoarder. <laughs> okay, so it's I-H-O-R-D-E-R at Yahoo, right? I H O A R D E R. Thank you so much for coming on, Paul. Okay, so Great. our topic is what would you tell a t- new TI, which is perfect for Mike in Hawaii right now. So, um, Mike, I'm going to mute you and I'm going to come down to Southwest Virginia. Hi, Southwest Virginia. Are you there? Okay. Well, they've had their hand raised. Okay, I'm coming up to Minnesota. Hi, Minnesota. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you this evening? Pretty good. Yep. I would say don't get in confrontations with your neighbors. It will escalate, and before you know it, they'll take a little thing and make it a really big thing and try to make you look like you're nuts and call the cops. And, um, just, but if you're smart, uh-huh. you can make them look like they're they are uh, harassing you, I think the best thing to do is really try to ignore them the best you can. You know, suppose taking a picture of them won't hurt, but just take it and just walk the other way. Um, what's the main thing? I, I could have avoided some trouble if I would have been more diligent on uh, just not speaking with them when I have figured out who they were and what they were doing. Okay, well. That's good advice. That is really good advice. I would lead to more confrontations and up ante. Thank you, Minnesota. Okay, next I'm coming to, let's see. Northwest New York. Hi, Northwest New York. Are you there? Okay. So next we can go to Massachusetts. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, well, um, as as per usual for Ella, my computer has stopped responding to unmuting people. Is it an open call? Well, we're asking people what advice they would give to a new TI. But hmm. my computer has no longer, my computer has decided to 
not oh, respond when muting people. So James, I know James is on is unmuted, and Dr. Sean is unmuted. So, do either of you have any advice you would give to a brand new TI? Yeah, I would give you say to uh, get a house, a single family house, live in that rather than being a an apartment where where you will be barbecued on each side, top bottom, right left, back forward. Um, So get a house, and if you can get a house down a cul de sac where other people, I don't, I know it's probably going to be very expensive there. But that's the advice I have, is to get a house that's separate away from others. The closer they get, the closer their weapons get, and they hurt more the closer they are. And they will make you. So you have to, uh, yeah, okay, so that's my advice. Thank you. Well, thank you. Go ahead. So my my take is a little bit different. Um, And... um, these are some things that I wish I would have I would have known earlier on. So for me, the uh, one of the first things is always dress well. Because impression will be everything. An impression if you if you're a guy walking down with a button-down shirt or even wearing a sport jacket, uh, I mean people are going are going to be hard pressed to go along with whatever they've been said because you don't look like the type of person that they've been told that you are. Uh, the other thing is um, make sure you keep hold on to your job uh, as best as you can and your source of income. Uh, keep in contact with friends and bring your close friends even tighter. Uh, don't go on telling them about this. It's very hard to comprehend. You, know, you can make uh, maybe some suggestions um, about what's going on, but this is a big burden to drop on those close to you, and you risk the chance of pushing them away. So I would be very careful about you know, just going on and just having trying your best to, you know, try to convince someone because it, again, it's we. I mean, still today, um, I hear stories about what the, the harassment involves and how children are targeted, and uh, it's so atrocious that I have trouble to this day wrapping my head around it. So, someone else who's totally new, as new as you are, as a new as an ETI, is going to have just as much trouble, if not more so. Um, besides that, I'd say don't let anything slide. Document everything. Um, you know, whether it's a, it's a ding on your car, you know, file a police report, or any weird interaction, you know, um, someone harassing you where you can actually take a picture of them or get, or get a name, you know, file a police report. And don't ever tell the cops about this. Um, don't ever tell a police officer um, that you're being followed or harassed or, or even shrink because that's that's a really quick way to get uh well in Pennsylvania it's called three oh two uh but every every jurisdiction has its own code. It's basically sent to the mental hospital for evaluation. Um, so those I have a bunch of other bunch of other uh suggestions but off the top of my head those are the major ones. Those are great suggestions. Thank you. Okay hey, I got you always tell my uh the police when I come in contact with them. But then I live in a small town, like less than two thousand, so um, you know, you have to use your common sense. I I wouldn't tell them if they're I mean, see what they do to other TIs and use that as a gauge. If they're if they're baker acting them or whatever they call, you know, putting them in the 
you know, nut house. Um, you know, if they do that, then you definitely don't want to tell them. But mine don't. My po- the police around here don't do that, and they listen. And I'm now I'm telling them to you know get on the stick, and you know they're going to lose their jobs. So I'm getting pretty aggressive with it. So you know you have to use your judgment though. Well, and we have to remember, all of us need to remember how powerful we really are. We pay their salaries. They work That's for right. and, uh, and the more people remember that and, ta- and take ownership of that, I think maybe the faster this will turn around. Same with our politicians. We pay their salaries. They are our employees, not the other way around. So we need to really step into that as as CEOs, so to speak, of our communities. It's their it's our tax dollars that pay these salaries. They wouldn't have a job if it weren't for us. So they need to remember well, who the is. Yeah, and they're taking the country down with this. You know, by doing what they're doing, they're cooperating. The police. They're cooperating with this whole rigmarole. This whole bullshit and they are keeping it going if they stopped cooperating they could stop it any you know any and all the little screeching of heels in in the direction of it will stop it it just has to be a concerted effort so you, you know i feel it's my duty to go ahead and lecture them on it if i can get away with it without getting great it. it definitely the last thing you want to do is go into a you know a, um facility because they'll they'll keep you there for you know from seven days to infinity and it's up to them if they're really corrupt they will really keep you there but um they're they're not all that corrupt some of them don't even like this this is happening and they want it to stop so if you tell them you know i think it will do some good you know just tell them okay i'm i'm gonna unmute Southern California and see what advice they would have for a new TI. I want to be able to let as many people give their advice as possible. So thank you so much, James and Sean. I appreciate it. Hi, Southern California. Hi, this is Kimberly Kawaguchi. And is everyone oh. able to hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I think everyone has some fantastic advice and so and actually I really appreciate some of the reminders and the wisdom and so um, looking back on my experience what I would suggest is that when life starts to get a little crazy um, like if some people seem to be upsetting you so forth um, what's been helpful for me is when a friend gave me some advice when I was like really really low and she said you know what to expect from them. And it will help you, I guess, to manage the situation or to respond because you know what to expect. They're easier to deal with. And I've had to revisit that advice like many, many times. And so, but that's one thing I think um, has really helped me. And so, um, because I don't want to um, overreact, so to speak. And so, because in the past, I didn't understand what was happening to me. And so I suspected that there were a lot of other people who were experiencing uh, the same things that I was, like with the gang stalking and the workplace harassment and so forth. But 
Yeah, I actually did not um, hit on the terminology, gang stalking, TI, and so forth. I did not hit on those keywords until the, about this time last year, actually. And so, you know, so I, you know, my suggestion is just to kind of stop and take a breath and just think about, like, why some of these things might be happening and well, before you blow your life up. And so because I have relocated myself several times. And so um, that's just my suggestion. Okay. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks okay. I'm, I'm going to come next to Central New Jersey. Hi, Central New Jersey. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Oh, wait. Hi. I have you on speaker. Let me get you off speaker. Hold on. Hi. 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 Mm. I wanted to mention um, that um, I recently purchased a book that I think all TIs should read, but especially new TIs, because this will help one understand what it's about, and also it's a book for family and friends. It's by Kathy Meadows. It was um, referred to me by Letty. I don't know if she's on the call. Um, it says hey, uh, the title is "Hey Mom, I'm a Targeted Individual," and answering Mike's question um, about he doesn't know why he's in this program or whatever. That neighbor that you had, who was a judge or whomever it was, that's it. That that's definitely it. And I'll just read a passage um, from Kathy Meadows' book. Um, how will I know for sure? Again, this is geared towards a parent. How will I know for sure if my kid is targeted? Um, sometimes the harassment begins because they have taken a political stand against something that is threatening to a person or business. Sometimes the victim simply calls someone out on criminal or abusive behavior, behavior or broke off a relationship with a significant other who is psychologically deranged. Um, the reasons for these types of covert abuses are range from the personal to the profound and even sometimes for no apparent reason whatsoever and by people who, who you'd never expect to have the ways and means to do it. She also goes on to say that sometimes harassment may begin out of spite, jealousy, or revenge, or even because of a personality difference on occasion there are professional jealousies where one employee is fighting to take the, uh, take it to the top and will be proactive in eliminating the competition. When harassment and civil rights abuses begin for personal reasons like these, it is a sure bet that the culprit is mentally ill and probably has an undiagnosed personality disorder because for someone to induce terrible emotional suffering um, um, uh, and, and, and either in their children or away from a primary caregiver or by causing them to witness the seemingly disintegration of somebody they love is cold and calculating and would indicate that the instigator of the harassment has a serious and sometimes dangerous psychological disorder like sociopathy, narcissism, or borderline personality. And as mentioned earlier, for every sin, 
there's a desire to cover it up, and then she just says the list goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, I think once somebody realizes they're targeted, the first thing they go is why, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it doesn't ultimately, it really doesn't matter why. Knowing why doesn't stop it. Um, Knowing who and why doesn't put a stop to it, and, I mean, ultimately, we want to put a stop to it. Um, Thank you for reading that. I appreciate that so much. Oh, you're Um, welcome. And, And lastly, just monitor your pets. Because if they get into your house, they'll poison the water or add something to the water um, to make them sick. So, you know, if you leave the house and you have got pets and you think that somebody's been in in your house, change the water, keep all of their things really clean. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. You know, our pets are very susceptible to this, especially the smaller ones. Um, That's very, very important. So thank you, Central New Jersey. You're welcome. Okay, next to you, uh, let's see. I'm coming to Southeast Pennsylvania. Hi, Southeast Pennsylvania. Are you there? Okay, I'll give you a second. Um, next, I'm coming to California. Hi, California. Are you there? Oh, I wasn't ready yet. I was going to give a website, but I'm sorry. I'm just texting. There's some great information she just shared. i got to get that book. That was so well done. I applaud her on that. Yes, that w- I'm, I would like to read that What's book. What's the myself. author's name again, did she say? It's Can Kathy Meadows. Kathy, what is it? Kathy Meadows. Meadows, thank you so much. Right. Yeah, so I know, Kathy, Lydia, I have to catch Kathy up with her. Has a master's degree from uh, American something university. She's never practiced clinically. She's not a licensed therapist but um, she does hold a master's degree in psychology. So um, I have to get this. So what is the title again? Mommy, how do I know if I'm a target? Um, is that what it says? What was the title? Hey, Mom, I'm a targeted individual. Hey, Mom, I'm a targeted individual? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I, I just got a text from Eric. I'm just going to save this a draft and finish that. Um, he wanted me to give out this information and um, share with and expand on what Connie was saying. What she and he did was a miracle in itself, helping Aunt Taylor get out of there on a 72-hour hold, and, and she's not that person was not crazy. He wanted me to share and say that NLA, National Liberty Alliance, in, in of itself as an organization, is run by the Archbishop and the FBI. So he wants me to give, uh, and again, I'm I'm trying to, I didn't know if it was appropriate to give your phone number out to him, but I just said jump on her call for a bit and just listen since you're new to this. Um, listen to each moderator's uh, personality type, different, you know, speakers that come on. So he is listening to your call right now. So I, I know that this, this person, Eric, uh, he's a really he's one of the good guys. He wants me to give out this information. So he's got an email. Um, just bring this up. That would be great if you could give it out. And if he wants to jump on the call, that would be awesome. I too. told him to do that. And he's like, I have a headache because he was on that call all night like a rock star, and everybody was just 
barraging all kinds of legal questions to him, you know, that he's done habeas corpus um, with Connie and, and other cases that he's dealt with the Bundy Ranch and, and many other situations and judges like that other person in Hawaii was talking about. Um, he said, yes, share with everyone. It's courtroomwatch.com and okay. it's courtroomwatch at gmail.com. Uh, and that's Eric. He's out of upstate New York. Great, great, great guy. And Connie, I applaud Connie for sharing with this information because I would have never known. So I give her credit for that leaf of of really impertinent information that's going to help us turn the tide. Oh, I hope so. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And we appreciate Eric so much. I think thank you for that. so much. I am uh, a headache, so. <laughs> Melissa? Yeah. Yeah, hi, Melinda. Melinda. Hi. One thing uh, that dawned on me, um, the other night uh, some fellow was saying that his sister was saying to him, why you, you are not that important. Well, a couple things on that note. Number one, if if everybody were rock stars and actors and politicians who are being knocked off, then, of course, the the cat would be out of the bag. But bottom line is they are also knocking off politicians, actors, and uh, directors. And so you should make a list like Stanley Kubrick or Peter Jennings, um, Di- uh, not Diane Sawyer, but Jessica Savage, Tim Russert, all these people uh, die mysteriously. And recently, Stephen Bochco, and he had a rare form of leukemia. Whenever you read that somebody has a rare form of cancer, that's usually a knockoff. Uh, and the actors with their overdoses uh, yeah. knocked off. So you should really have a list with you to say, well, I'm not that important, but what about, and name about 10 people that they've offed. And Michael Crichton, my dear friend. So uh, always have a comeback for them when they say, oh, you're not that important. Say, yeah, well, a lot of us are not that important, but what about these people? So, Because there is a systematic wipeout of certain uh, thinking and groups and individuals. Sure. We've seen a lot of naturopath doctors um, mysteriously die, the CDC doctor. Yeah, you know, 86, yeah. Journalist, Seth Rich, Andrew Breitbart. Bankers. Bankers jumping out of buildings. Yeah, we've seen a lot of this. So it's not that we're um, important, but it's also not that we're unimportant. We're all important. So of course. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter why they're doing it. What matters is that why are they so – it doesn't matter if we're important or not. It matters, like, why are you such a psychopath that you're doing this? Yeah. You know, well, we probably around. won't be talking to them, but, you know, in terms of relatives and and people who are incredulous, just bring it down to their level. And, you know, people that they can relate to who have died, actors and, and uh, you know, right. and that's showbiz people, point, celebrities. Know, it, that's a great point, Melinda. Turn it around. You know, turn the question turn it around. around. Always turn it around and always ask a question at the end of anything because that pulls them in. Yeah, and like River Phoenix. I mean, there's so many. Uh, uh, Br- Brittany Murphy. I mean, these people were oft. Yeah. 
Yeah, Prince. Oh, yep. We don't know who Prince is, Michael Jackson. Who do you want? There are important people, but we are the ones that are being tested on. You know, it, just bring it all into one big circle because really that's what it is. That, and what what advice, Melinda, would you give a brand new TI, somebody who's brand new? Teach teach them the importance of being proactive. Always turn things around. Somebody comes in and yells, you're the biggest whore in town, blah, blah, blah. Oh, hi, Bob. Are you off your meds again? And and be loud and do not shrink. Throw it back at them. They'll try something else. But just keep forward. If if You know, that's what keeps me standing almost. Because they were beating me up pretty bad. And uh, so what they do, everything is so co- covert now. As you know, nobody has ever spoken one word to me called me a name. People who look at me horribly are 20 feet away. Of course, then I throw them kisses, waving. Hi. Oh, so great to see you, you know. And they paralyze. They don't know what to do. So always turn it around in your favor and give it back to them. It's like a ping pong game. Give it back to them. But nicely. I, I like how you do it. I wonder, do you ever say to them, oh, did you want my autograph? Don't be shy. No, because they don't, they don't say anything to me. They, nobody has said one word to me in 26 years. So I really don't know who it is. I, I can just judge by how they look at me. But they're far enough away. They were told, I'm sure, not to get too close to that one. <laughs> you know? Right. right. Just well, keep it proactive I, is, my, is my thing. Yeah, I'm and I'm I'm in that book with you. I'm on that page. I like to be proactive and turn it around. So that is great mm-hmm. advice, Linda. Thank you so much. Okay, You're I'm welcome. gonna come I'm gonna come to let's see. Uh North and West Colorado. Now once again my my computer's not unmuting people. So oh, there's Oh, hi, are you in there? Hi. Oh, there. Hi, how are you? Okay. Uh, so what advice would you give a new TI? Um, well, you know, it took me about five years to find out there was a community of TIs. I, I found all kinds of information about this on the web, but I, I never found any groups. So... Um, I don't know why they may have hidden that from me, you know, so I couldn't find it. And um, I don't know anybody in my town that has this problem either. But um, um, I suppose if you can find the groups and find this kind of advice, that's a that's the first step. I mean, that's huge because it just took me so long to find anybody. Um, and then uh, aside from that is just start to document everything. Although um, I do know in my case, I I um, did document everything as quickly as I could. And I, I had a whole banker's box after a year. And um, I have one of the more strange, I suppose, stories or more extreme in that uh, they're doing traumatic brain injuries in Colorado. And so it tortured me to suicide and uh 
and gave me a traumatic brain injury in that torture. It's a it's an electronic uh, it's a remote electronic um, ECT electromagnetic I, I don't know what you call it, but it's a it's a electrocution. And um, the day after that, I went outside and I burned my whole box of of all my documents and my work to document everything because I was so incredibly traumatized and distraught and I couldn't have anything near me that was anything like this program. So I did that. Uh, I also had a tremendous amount of mind control. Mine was all mind control. So um, that might have been a a problem that I might have been mind controlled to uh, burn up my documents because I do burn up my paper trash every couple of months. So they may have just copied that and ran that on me. And I, you know, in all of the pain I was in, I did this. So, and then they have come in my house and taken all my documentation. They've erased all my digital equipment. They've taken everything. And so I just don't have the ability. I mean, and I've gone to extreme lengths. I've put, you know, I've bolted my door with giant poles and you know, all kinds of things that I've gone to the hardware store and installed all this hardware on my doors and they can run, they can copy me putting it together at night and then in my sleep they can make me sleepwalk, get up and open the door for them in my sleep and let them in and when they leave they just have me put it all back together again. So, um this is doable. It's hard to believe, but they have done this to me m- many times. And um, so um, aside from all that, I would say that um, the thing that I have done instead of flyers is I just got a paintbrush and a bottle of uh, um, temper paint, some white temper paint. And I uh, very carefully on the back of my car window uh, put targetedjustice.com on there. And or you could put, you know, bigger than Snowden or whatever your favorite site is that you feel will help people learn. I would put uh, Eric Hallstrom's site, gangstalkingmindcontrolcults.com, but it's so long that I don't think anybody will get it. But um, I think that's one of the best sites out there for information. He has a tremendous amount of information about this. In fact, everything is right there. So, um, but... Uh, uh, that seems to work. I also put some other things on my car at different times. I I did uh, say stop uh, the the brutal human experimentation in our town, and that got some quite a good attention. I must say, people did um, come right up behind me and look at that, and then they pulled over and they looked up on their phones, and um, and I've been more heavily targeted as a result, but. Um, I've also noticed, interestingly, that it seems to be that we're starting to get um, we're starting to get the National Guard in our town. So um, they're bringing in more military and uh, people, and I think that uh, that my town is so small, and there's so much money being made on this that that um, they're afraid that people will figure it out pretty quickly and uh, so they're probably bringing in more people for this for protection but um, I, I just found it really interesting 
Do you mind me asking if you're near Shriver Air Force Base? Are you near I'm Colorado? in Colorado. I'm no, I'm um up in Grand Junction. And so um Grand Junction seems to be a, a strong center for well, it's 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 one of the primary centers in the United States for testing out new products and anything new that's going to go on the market. So I think we're a center here for um we were a center for Jade Helm and then now I think we're a center for these traumatic brain injuries. I went and got a scan and I got uh, 21 chips on me and I found the frequencies are tied to grants to my local hospital for traumatic brain injury studies and also to the um, universities that my psychologists went to. So uh, they're making huge amounts of money on this. I mean, this one study for the traumatic brain injury was $450 million, and that's just one of many studies for this in brain injuries. And Colorado has a large um, presence of people helping people with brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries, which is an unusual, it's really an unusual condition. I've never heard of it before, really. And suddenly there's all these these agencies uh, seeking people that want help for traumatic brain injuries. So I think that traumatic brain injuries are going to be something that the, that the oligarchical society will want to do to people so that you can't, you can't see that somebody's been tortured. There's just no way to know by looking at them. And, um, and over time, it heals up, and you can't find evidence of it. So it's the perfect way to torture somebody, and it's incredibly painful. And so that's what I think they're doing. But in any case, I encourage people to don't make it look crazy. Just carefully, you know, paint on the back of your window of your car, you know, a website that will direct people of what to look at. And it doesn't have to be very much. You know, it's either that or get bumper stickers, and those are expensive. So this is real. This costs a couple dollars, and and you can drive all over town, and everybody will see it. So that's what I suggest. That's a great idea, and thank you for bringing that up. Which reminds me, I wanted to bring up something very quickly. I was reading today about microwave radiation and cell phones, and the fact that it does cause neurological impairment and it causes a lot of mitochondrial um, DNA damage. But one thing that I noticed was, you know, the brain stuff's not always going to show up on an MRI. Um, The damage is at a cellular level, but there is one place it's going to show up and that's in a urinalysis. So if you go get a urine test 36 hours within an exposure, you're going to have an increased citric acid and some other things in your urine are going to be increased that that are indicative of microwave radiation exposure. Um, so I just wanted to mention that really quickly because maybe going to get MRIs isn't the route we need to take. Maybe we just need to go um, have our urine tested and see what's going on because it will show up in the urine, which makes sense because our bodies are trying to flush it out. So um, that's, it only shows up within 36 hours of a dose. So 
But since they're doing it to us constantly, um, maybe it'll show up. I don't know. But I'm going to look into that for myself. So next I'm coming to, let's see, um, Massachusetts. Hi, Massachusetts. Oh, good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How okay, are you? Sorry. It's okay. Hey, hi. Um, I don't know. I didn't think very hard about the question. But the one thing that obviously a new, uh, I'll recommend for a new target would be to definitely stick to the, uh, the calls. Stick to the calls at least once or twice a week. Um, you know, I think it, it helps to, to rant, vent. I mean, just talk about what's happening with you. Uh, and also kind of listen to suggestions and recommendations uh, from other people. Um, uh, someone mentioned just, um, you know, being careful about where you reside, where you choose to live. If you can, if you have that option and you're flexible, um, uh, make the effort of, uh, yeah, definitely staying away from, you know, the apartment alternative or options where you'll be, you know, bombarded, if they say fried or burned. Um, uh, and we know that, you know, money can be an issue also in this community, so I don't really know. Um, I can brainstorm a little bit about that later on um, beside the option of actually rooming with some people. We've, we talked about the communal housing option at length, I think, a couple of weeks ago, Ella, and uh, I believe Derek also uh, mentioned that in his call this uh, beginning of this week. week. And I think that uh, it's something that we all have been praying and thinking about. So uh, definitely we should uh, brainstorm on how to actually um, work together uh, on, um, you know, uh, making this communal housing a possibility, uh, if anything. Uh, for those who own their own places, uh, great. Uh, if you have a spare room to, to share with someone, I sent in something uh, through, I think, Ella's email and Derek's email last week or at the beginning of this week, just um, as far as surveying people, because it's true that you don't want to just reside or live with just anybody. And we all have TIs and we have that in common, but we don't know each other personally, and it's always different when we live together in the same place. So I think that by going through a certain survey of, you know, experiential survey of what your experience has been, where you are right now financially, et cetera, et cetera, get to know someone maybe for a couple of weeks on the call or talking on a side and, you know, um, by text or, you know, on the call and maybe visit them once or something in, in one year or within the year and then decide, okay, you want to actually live together. I think it's a possibility, something to really think about. So if you're new and you get on a call and, you know, you can actually just send a message to the leaders, Derek, Ella, Linda, and the likes, and say, listen, I'm looking for a place that could be posted also. I think on a newsletter you can actually have your request posted. Uh, there, um, if you're not looking at Craigslist like I am right now, you can actually do, go to the TIs um, and just post it there. Um, I would have posted my request, but my situation is a bit different right now, um, given that I'm trying to stay in the Massachusetts area for um, six months to one year and then uh, look for some other uh, placement. Uh, and I'm hoping that you know the communal housing would come about so that I could actually room with someone else who was also a TI. So that would be my... Um, you know, my uh, my two cents here, uh, communal housing, let's think about it deeply as we move forward into 2018 and figure out how we can do that. If people want to share their homes with other people who are lonely or isolated, uh, it's a great thing that you can do for someone else uh, to bring them in. Uh, even if you want to try a month-to-month kind of set, it, uh, set up where they could come in and just pitch in, give you maybe a couple of uh, bucks for food or for something in the house, 
or cat, you know, sit your cat or watch your dog, walk your dog, whatever. Just, you know, we can be creative just to kind of stay out of the isolation mode and, you know, suicidal tendencies and all the different emotional disturbances and manipulation that may come about, you know. So uh, that would be what I would recommend. Um, find yourself something spiritual to stick to. For me, it's the Bible. It's the Word. I pray in the morning. I pray at night before I go to bed. Uh, look for music. Uh, something that will just take your attention away from the targeting, from the violations and whatnot. Um, yeah, seek out people to talk to. Look into this community through a call. See if you can connect with someone. Um, you know, make a friend of someone. Share your life with them. You know, um, don't separate yourself. Don't isolate yourself because that's what they essentially want. Okay, so that's what I'll, I'll say tonight. If I can think of anything else, I'll mention it later on. Uh, but Ella has sent you a list of uh, different resources, uh, about you know, seven to eight of them, that um, you know, it could be posted on a newsletter, on your site. If anyone wants to just you know, take a look at them, there's just like website for you know, how to get food and you know, look for agencies and legal aid options and stuff like that. Um, you know, sign up to Legal Shield if you want to just get a, a, a membership in case of property damage or, uh, you know, write a will or different things. You know, there's so many options that I've, um, I've been blessed to kind of take advantage of opportunities that came through uh, during my targeting the last 10 years. Uh, for me, it's been actually more than 17 years, but, um, you know, I've been conscious of it since 2010. So uh, I'm sharing everything that I've gone through and what's helped me, you know, go through the storms. Um, and But most importantly, uh, unifying and getting together and talking things out and uh, loving each other and encouraging each other is best, you know, by far. So that's, it. that's all I can say. Thank you. That's excellent advice. Um, did you say you were going to email that to Ella, your list of resources? Yeah. What was it? Is this Ella? I'm sorry. This is no, I'm, sorry. I'm sitting in for Melissa. Ella tonight. Ella is oh, here. Oh, hi, Alice. Hi, Melissa. Thank you. Um, sorry hi. about that. So, yeah. So, I sent something to Ella um, a couple of days ago. I'm going to look at my email, make sure that I get this actually. I've done that. I think I sent it the same time as I sent it to Derek. That was a couple of days ago from the call with uh, Derek. Um, it's somewhere, Melissa, if you send me your email, I mean, if you give it to me right now, I'm on my email right now, I can email it to you right away. Okay. Um, you can email it to, well, Ella's, I'm sure Ella has it, but, you know, Ella's inundated a lot of times with emails and because of, you know, her plate is full and because of the, you know, targeting issues mm-hmm. she herself is enduring and her health mm-hmm. issues, she doesn't yeah. always she's not always able to get back to everyone. So you can email it to me and I can um, make sure it gets on the website. It is freedom for TIs at gmail.com. Can can you repeat the first uh, part of it, please? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, freedom. Okay. Sorry, you're a little cut off. Freedom for TI. Uh Freedom for TIs at gmail.com. And you can email me. you can email email that to me, and we can make sure we get it on the website. Awesome, yeah. So yeah, I'll get that up there. It's freedom for TIs at gmail.com. It just Correct. went out. They should have it about one minute. Thank, thank you so much, and thank you for your suggestions. Um, next, I'm going to come to let's see. There's a lot of people that have their hand raised. That's awesome. I'm going to come to West Pennsylvania. 
Hi, West Pennsylvania. Hello. Hello, are you there? Uh, did you unmute me? Can you hear me? Yes, I unmuted you. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, how you doing? Um, let's see. Uh, I wanted to, um, uh, I think Mike from Hawaii, uh, he was starting to explain uh, some of the ways they have the cameras, and uh, he was interrupted, and I was wondering if he could come back on because, uh, you know, I think it's important for TIs to know how they do certain things, and he, because I, I know there's cameras in my home where I live, and uh, I was wondering how they, you know, exactly how they're doing it. And um, also, uh, I, I lived in Hawaii in uh, 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 in the early '90s, and that's where I got targeted. And I got targeted wow. by, uh, I got targeted by. Uh, uh, I was working on Hickam Air Force Base driving yep. a taxi and uh i used to hang out with uh, i used to hang out with uh, a, a an uh, an ex uh guy uh that was in the air force that was that would come over yep. to where we would anyway i met this guy there and, and he told me when we finally we had a falling out we used to go drinking and carry on and stuff and he was pretending to be my friend but he really was just military intelligence, and he told me that someone was going to be coming in my house at night. So I didn't know what he was talking about, and I left Hawaii and came back to the mainland. And so when I went out to New Mexico in around 98, that's when my targeting kind of picked up. And um, uh, so I've had, you know, everything happen, and... I think TI should be a little more militant about the about this situation. Uh, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, we should understand these people. Well, these people are trying to kill you, and uh, I don't think you should. You know, uh, as far as um, TI uh, people that are just in this program, if you see them, you know, don't don't re- you don't get into a conversation with them. Just ignore them. You should, if you can carry a camera, you should carry a camera. If a car keeps coming around you, take a, get 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 a photograph of their of their license plate. And 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 if you can go up to, and if you see them two or three times, just go up to the guy and tell them. If you see them around you again, you're gonna try and get them arrested for for um, stalking you. And then if you're a little more militant, you can threaten to punch them in the face if you ever see them again. (laughs) And uh, I I think that's because I think this is going to carry over. Like if we have a life, an afterlife, uh, I think we're going to be dealing with these people after we die. And so I think we're going to go into the next life already kind of with these you know where we didn't get these people, but I believe this this program is a government program, and I think they're uh, learning how to manipulate our minds is what they're trying to do, and uh, they have the weaponry to kill people in their homes, and so uh, you know they have one thousand and one ways to kill people with the cancer and everything else. And so, but if I was a new TI, I would I would definitely carry a camera. And if you, uh, I saw one guy that had a, a GoPro camera that he just wears it around his neck. 
and wherever he goes, he just photographs everything. And uh, they they really don't like to be photographed. And uh, uh, as far as like coming into your house, so at this point in time, I have people coming into my house at night while I'm sleeping. Uh, I've uh, live in uh, Pittsburgh, and I've uh, been here like a year now. And so the place where I used to live up in Sheffield, uh, I had a house there and, uh, you know, they were moving things around and stealing my mail and stuff. And I told my friend, you know, I think someone's coming in my house at night. And so what I did is I put a webcam on and I, uh, turned the, the computer screen off and I went to bed and the next day I listened to the audio that it picked up. Yeah. So what, so what happened was I, I I heard that so I guess it was around four in the morning they they woke me up out of sleep they woke me up then I heard this the this I heard them taser me and they knocked me back out and I went ah oh. so I had that on tape I had that and that's how I found out that so not only were they coming in my house at night but they were waking me up and tasering me. And so when you get tased, it, it'll knock you out. And so these people are just completely insane. And so, you know, like some people can die from, from being tased because they, their heart can malfunction. So they, these people have no, uh, you know, I don't have any sympathy for these people because, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the Germans had, I think they uh, came up with the term outlaw in Germany. And what that meant was that somebody that does something so vile that they that the civilized laws that are set up to to deal with people that do something wrong no longer apply to them because what they did was so insane that that civilized law no longer applies to them and that's what's happening with these people that are doing this is that these these are the cru- cruelest people I I mean all of us have never thought that something like this could ever happen in in the United States because it just goes against everything we were ever taught and it it's 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 so ugly i uh when uh so I was out in New Mexico and uh you know that's uh you know uh they they put a a lug in my um in my uh brake lining and my mechanics found it and you know they you know, they like totally were freaked out because I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, you could be going down the road and your brakes are just going to jam up. And the speed limit out there was like 65 miles an hour. And I lived up in the mountains. uh, And um, so there were drop four or 500 foot drop offs. If you went off the road, you know, you would definitely would have been killed. So these people are, these are not nice people. And so I, I really, you know. I, I just, can I interrupt you for just a moment? I unmuted Mike in Hawaii so he can tell us what kind of camera he got. But before he tells us that, I want yeah. to give everyone a suggestion about how to secure yourself in your own home while you sleep. I saw this on the Internet, and it's, it's much like um, Linda Costanza has talked about the the defender or it's a, it's a little device you can buy on the internet for about 15 bucks you can actually make one out of a fork very easily you take a fork 
a fork you're not going to use, um, and you break off the handle of the fork. You bend the tines of the fork. You just measure it, put it in where the door closes. Well, there, there, there's a there's a video on YouTube about that, yeah. about how to make one of those. What I did, I didn't need a saw. I just bent that metal back and forth until it mm-hmm. broke. Mm-hmm. And I bent the tines with the plier. I didn't need all the rigmarole that he had. And I use that every night. It works like a charm. Um, well, as far as... no way that they can come in at night. But so, Mike, can you tell us what kind of camera you bought? The no, not, not the camera he bought, but the what they, like he said, they had um, uh, cameras in, in the outlets in his home. Well, they have fiber optic bundle cameras now that are the size of a grain of sand that can go in drywall. Um, they've, they've had those around for at least 10 years. So, I mean, I know what he's talking about, but if he wants to explain more, go right ahead, Mike. Hi. Um, well, uh, I'll tell you anyway, the camera I bought um, for $65 on eBay was simply a uh, Sony Iverio. Um, HD cam, and it can hold like 14 hours um, of fine video, and it doesn't connect to the internet except by wire. So I have that pointed at myself in bed all night. Um, as far as um, as the the ways that I found um, that that they try and and I guess watch me video. Um, you know, I hear these things about they can use your Wi-Fi router uh, and they can they can tell where you are in your apartment and all these high-tech things. I've found that a lot of the times they're just using simple low-tech things. And um, one of the things that I've seen on three separate occasions were a simple scope camera that I used to use in my work videoing drain lines. It's just a snake camera is another term they use. And it's mm-hmm. just a camera on the end of a long fiber optic wire, basically, that's bundled. And, and they, can, um, you, they can move it. Um, and if, if anyone has, has ever had a colonoscopy, well, you've had one of those cameras inside your body. And they can, it, it's so easily maneuverable. It can maneuver through your intestines. So it's very easy for them to get it underneath the door and one simple pathway that everyone has in their houses worldwide is simply the electrical conduit, which is the conduit that the wires go through and the electricians pull wires through those every day. And it's very easy to have a camera go through those. And I found it by accident where um, I, I was trying to keep insects out of my apartment, uh, ants specifically, so I had a piece of open conduit and I had plugged it up with some silicon caulking and next thing I knew there was a hole in it and I figured, oh, it was a bubble or something. So I filled it up again and the hole came back and it came back several times and then I realized, aha, that's what they're doing and I thought back to when I lived in Tucson, I woke up one night and sat up on the couch. I fell asleep in front of the TV. I sat up on the couch, and I see this black, what I thought was a wire, on my carpet, and the end of it lifts up, and it, it, it kind of quirks its head like a snake, and I'm thinking, what the hell is this? And then it 
whips through my kitchen and, and out the window. And it was one of the neighbors targeting me with the cameras, and it freaked me out. But a lot of times it's it's simple as that. So I've, I've caught them doing that and also um, putting the camera through the ceiling. And I have K-Nick, which is a ceiling material that looks like drywall, but it's not. It's it's more like a press board. It's very easily to put a hole through it. And at night I was watching TV and I saw a little spot of light coming through the ceiling. And when I looked, I saw things sticking out about a quarter of an inch. And with a light on the end, it was black. It was no more than, you know, maybe three, four millimeters wide. And as soon as I looked at it, it disappeared back in the ceiling. So the next day, I, I went to the adjoining room, which has an open area that goes to the ceiling, and I could see scrapes where somebody had repeatedly drug something across the, the the ceiling, and it was this camera device. So I sealed it up with foam, and uh, just for my own you know, curiosity, I went and looked a few days later, and that was the thing I, I mentioned, that there was a hole in the foam. So I sealed that up with foam again and went back a few days later and the hole mysteriously appeared. And this has happened so many times that I've, I've finally just given up on it because they'll just, yeah. they'll just keep breaking in. It's a, it's a laundry room and they'll keep breaking in and, and making holes. But a, a lot of the times I think what they want to do is they want us to be so scared and think they're gods and they're able to see us no matter what we do but a lot of times it it's it's not like that it's simple low tech that anyone can do but they want you to think otherwise because they want to scared so so that's that's, another way um also also regarding people coming into your houses uh you could put all the locks and even uh, sliding latches you want on your doors but uh, locksmiths have devices that go underneath your door, and it's an articulating thing similar to this camera that can uh, open a door, undo a lock, all these things. So I ended up putting a drywall screw into the door frame with a piece of tape on the end of it, and they haven't seemed to be able to, to get through that yet. Oh, that's a good idea. I, they can't get that fork out. And I, know I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'll have to look that up, but that sounds kind of yeah, cool. Look up, look up like fork lock or something. It's very ingenious. <laughs> okay. It's ingenious. So thank you so well, much, Mike. I'm going to come to um, Central North Carolina. Hello? Hi, Central North Carolina. So what advice would Hello? you give a new CI? Are you there? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear Hello? you. Okay. Um, I actually was on the you uh, muted me earlier. I was in Southwest Virginia, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, you you couldn't hear me, so I I changed to my cell phone. But I actually had a, had a had a question because I, I called in a, about three weeks or two weeks ago and spoke to Ella and asked if at some point I could would be able to maybe explain a little bit of my story because I, I've, I've been a targeted individual for a while and I've never really, ex- really shared it with anybody but my family. 
And I and I heard you earlier say if anybody would be interested in speaking about their situation, if maybe I could like speak about my situation and, and maybe get some feedback, if that would be possible. So, what do you need feedback on? Um, I had I called or I had spoke to Ella a couple of weeks ago. I I just wanted to to see if maybe I could explain the situation that occurred with me when I first realized I was a targeted individual and get some feedback on it and see, you know, it's, see what other people had to say about it. Um, well, you're welcome to share that right now if you want, or you can email Ella at TIAngel2016 at gmail.com. And she can okay, get if she feels comfortable doing that. Um, you know, you're in good I, company. She actually here. called. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. She actually, she actually called me one night because she was going to talk to me about it, and then she, she's been busy since, so I, I hadn't been able to speak to her again. But I just, I just, I've been a targeted individual for going on probably six years now. And at first I didn't know what it was. I thought I was under investigation for something. I had no idea. Like I just saw people, funny things were happening to me. And I went to visit my father. I, it ended up causing me to lose my, or quit my job and stay at home. I locked myself in the house. I wouldn't come out of the house because I was petrified and nobody I would tell what was happening to me would believe me. Everybody either thought I was on some kind of drugs or I was mentally ill. So I effectively just locked myself in the house, wouldn't come out, quit my job, wouldn't talk to any of my friends. And I was out of work, and my dad, he lives in Texas, and he had knew I needed money, so he asked me to come to Texas and build a fence around his house. I'm a carpenter, so I, you know, I could. I built, I went, so I agreed and I went to Texas and granted, I had no idea that I was a targeted individual. I just thought I was under some kind of investigation. So I go down to Texas and I'm there for a couple of days and I'm building my dad's fence around this property. And a weird thing happened to me. It's like, it's so sci-fi. It's like straight out of a movie. And I was a really big skeptic on any kind of technology. I knew there were patents and things available for certain stuff, but I had never, you know, you see stuff in the movies and you're like, there's no way. But about my third day there, I was in the room I was staying in and I had just woken up and I saw what looked like a spider crawling on the wall. And I didn't think anything of it, but I kept seeing it darting across the ceiling. So I finally went to investigate it, and it was by the window. And I op- it darted behind the curtain, and I opened the window curtain. And outside my father's house, there was a, a his brand-new air conditioning unit. It was right outside my bedroom window. And he told he had a camera installed, right a security camera installed right above air conditioner because people were stealing air conditioners and I didn't really he told me it was a false camera that it didn't work but I was targeted by something caught my eye while I was looking out the window trying to find where the spider went and it was like a a a black light but it was like in a laser form like it was like shining in my eye 
and I noticed something kept hitting my right eye and like I would move my head and for a second it'd be gone and then it hit me again. And I was, anyway, there was a laser was being pointed in my eye and some, to make a long story short, some kind of technology, voice of skull, was being used on me, and I don't know, really, I don't know if it had something to do with the camera, but they could actually put thoughts in my head, like I thought somebody was talking to me. I was home alone. My father was at work. There was nobody else there but me, and whatever it is that was used on me, it had to have a, a laser. And finally, I gave in, and I allowed whatever the laser or whatever it was to focus on my eye. And I know this sounds crazy, and, but it, this really happened. And it lasted for like an hour. And while whatever was directed on my eye was directed on my eye, like I could, there were thoughts put in my head, and I just instantly knew that something was being used against me, and I was started to communicate with it. And it started off as just asking me, weird questions that, but I, it, I couldn't hear a voice. I couldn't, I just knew the answer to what something was, I just knew that there was a question there and I answered out loud, like I was speaking to somebody. And while I'm looking out the window, I start seeing a hummingbird flying around. And like, I noticed that the hummingbird, it, it wasn't, it, like you could see through the hummingbird. It wasn't a real hummingbird. It looked like a hologram. So, like, I'm starting to really wig out because I'm thinking I'm going crazy or something because there's something being pointed in my eye. These questions and thoughts are being directly put in my head, and I'm answering out loud to nobody. And eventually the questions evolved, and... I'm seeing these things like a, I saw a spider, a hummingbird. There was something on, uh, uh, on top of my my dad's neighbor's fence that kept going up and down the fence line catching my attention. And in the back of the neighbor's yard, he had an outbuilding, and it was a whitewash. The paint was just whitewash. It was white. Um, and they started projecting. I don't know where it was coming from, but they started projecting images on this building as they're asking me questions. They, the first image was like an image of a dog, a black dog. Then there was an image of Nelson Mandela. And eventually the, question, the questions that were being, I guess, beamed into my head that I was answering out loud started getting more serious. And eventually it got to a point where they asked me to do something extremely bad and I don't want to go into detail what it was just because I don't but they asked me to do something and they basically told me that if I did not do what was being asked of me that they would hurt my family and they started showing me images of my family like they showed me an image of and they showed they told me what they were going to and I knew what they were going to do because it was in my head like there was no voice, no nothing. I just knew that it, they were telling me to do this certain thing, and if I did not do it, they were going to hurt my family. At first, they started with my little brother. They showed me a, 
a holographic image, like a, it was Japanese anime, and I know that sounds crazy, but that's what it was. They showed me a Japanese anime image of my little brother, and I knew it was him. My little brother's a vagrant. He's kind of a, he's not homeless, but he panhandles. He doesn't have a job, he, he, and he was in a serious car accident when he was younger, so he's not all there. And they told me that if I didn't do what they were asking me to do, that they would hurt my little brother. And I continued to refuse. While they were asking me questions and telling me to do certain things, like they would distract me. Like my dad lives, his his house is in Texas and it floods all the time. So there's no basements. But they projected us like I thought somebody was underneath the house in the basement, even though there was no basement. And I heard a phone ring underneath the house, even though there was no, it was a concrete slab. There was no way there could be anybody underneath the house. And I, this went on for like an hour. And finally, they sh- eventually I like started getting really frantic because not only did they show me an image of my brother and tell me that they were going to hurt my brother, they eventually showed me an image of my wife and my daughter, and they showed a picture of a car crash. And this is all in Japanese anime, which is just extremely crazy given the circumstances. But I knew it was my daughter because of the likeness of it. And basically they showed me an image of my daughter being burned. And then they showed me an image of her with Jesus, and Jesus had his arm around her, and she had a halo above her head. And I knew just by what they were telling me and by the picture that if I didn't do what they said, they were going to hurt my child. And eventually I got, I started freaking out, and I didn't know what was happening. I started getting angry. So I went outside, and I went into the backyard to try to find whatever was doing this to me because I knew that whatever was happening to me had to be near me. And behind my dad's house, is a, a there was this vacant lot, and it had a trailer in the back lot where they were getting ready to build something. And I, for some reason... I knew that whatever it was was coming from this trailer. Now, I didn't go into the trailer, but I went into the backyard of my dad's house trying to look for it. And eventually the stuff dissipated and the stuff stopped happening to me. And I got really frantic and I called my wife and I told her to go get my little girl out of school and I explained what was happening to me. And they also made me believe that I was being poisoned. Like I actually had physical effects. My throat got dry. My uh, my stomach started to hurt. And like I have no idea what's going on. I n- never had anything. I just had experienced gang stalking up until this point, even though I thought I was under investigation. Well, this incident, my wife was like freaking out because she didn't know what was going on. I called my dad. He came home from work. My dad thought I was going crazy. That night, he slept with a knife underneath his pillow because he thought that I would physically do harm to him because he was so scared and didn't know what was going on. And all the while this is going on, like I told my dad, we were, I noticed outside <clears throat> the house across the street from my father, the couple that lived in the house were looking out their front window And my dad saw this as well. These people sat at their front window and were watching something up the road that me and my father couldn't see 
for over an hour, and a, uh, a few people down the block from my father were also sitting in lawn chairs on their front porch looking up the street at whatever was going on up the street. And my dad saw this, and it was just extremely out of the normal for the neighborhood. I don't know exactly what was going on with that, but that's kind of irrelevant to my story. But the thing, whatever happened, was they used voice to skull on me. They used um, uh, some kind of mind-reading technology and uh, holographic imaging. And that that's where, once I learned that, I was a targeted individual. And it's continued to happen. I've never, again, experienced any kind of weapons or anything being used on me, but I continued on a daily basis experience gangs talking. I mean, today I had 50 different occurrences. I mean, I pay attention to license plate, but everybody tells me I'm crazy or people think that I'm on drugs, and I am completely sober and clean. Uh, I try to maintain my job. I, I have a job, but I lost a really good job I had for 10 years because of what was going on, because I tried to tell people what was going on with me, which was a big mistake. I shouldn't, because people don't understand. People that are either in on it or never going to admit that they're part of it, or people that have no idea, they think you're mentally ill. And to the, right. I mean, it, it's just, it was terrifying. It still is to this day. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous act to go to work every single day and maintain some semblance of normalcy and, and knowing what you're, especially when you tell people that you're, you know, people that you love and care about that you hope and pray will at least entertain the idea that maybe he is not crazy. Maybe this is actually happening to him, but, and it hurts when the people you love and care about, don't believe you, and it leaves a hopeless. And I'm not a, a type of person that would ever like. I I was pretty confident before all of this had happened, and now I'm unsure of myself. I I don't you know I don't know what to believe. Like I never ever in, in my life thought that I would contemplate suicide ever, and I in the last few months have contemplated suicide because not only would it end and stop, but nobody would be bothered with me. You know, my craziness, this is happening. Did you see that? And my daughter also, like, I think I'm in my home that I'm targeted with some kind of, like, weapon because I have tinnitus, and I hear, like, what sounds like radio like very far away, like almost a mumbling in my ears on a constant basis. And every once in a while I'll hear a clear word, but it won't be anything. It'll be like one word and I'll just hear it come out of nowhere. And I know it's not my inside like thinking voice. Everybody has a voice in their head that they know is their conscience talking, you know, their that inner voice that you have. And right. it'll be a voice that's not that. Right. And, it's just like my little girl, a couple, it, she used to have this issue where she, she kept, she would, would be really upset and she would come to me and her mom and say, I'm having these bad thoughts. And I, at the time, I didn't put two and two together, but now I believe that not only was I affected by and still am affected by some kind of 
I even though I can't prove it, some kind of electromagnetic weapon or whatever, but I think my daughter has actually dealt with the effects herself, not knowing having bad thoughts to hurt people and not knowing, you know, and I, at the time I just wrote them off as everybody has bad thoughts about people. Maybe it's just normal and she doesn't, she's so soft hearted that it hurts her feelings to know she thought something badly of a person. But I've noticed that, and what happened to me was a Manchurian style incident that I don't want to say what was asked of me, but it was something to that effect. It was something that would either put me in prison for the remainder of my life or get me killed. And right. It, now, just to let you know, not to interrupt it, it, you, I want oh, to let okay. you know. I'm sorry. I want to let you know that you know you are not alone, especially in North Carolina. There seems to be a large contingent of people in North Carolina that are heavily targeted. And, you know, we do know that the two goals of this program is to either get you to act out or get you to commit suicide. So I want to tell you, you're not alone, and I'm so glad you found this group and all of us, and I hope that you'll continue to come on the calls and get connected. And maybe we can have you as a guest one night, and you can talk about, you know, a little bit about your background and how you've been targeted and how you found the group. And um, we'd like to, you know, be supportive of you. Um, Do you have Ella's email? You have Ella's email. Yes, I have her information. If I could say one last thing that I, I believe that what is happening people talk about church and getting into church. I believe that part of it is community-based policing given um, churches. Because where do you get a group of people, a mass group of people together all at once and get them all to agree to watch somebody or gang stop somebody, a church or a community group? Also, North Carolina, there's a direct correlation with military installations. If you look at, like, Okay, James Holmes in, in Colorado. He, in Aurora, there's a military base. Um, the guy that did the Navy Yard shooting, it was at a military base. The lady that was speaking earlier, she was talking about be, being near a military base. The guy in Hawaii, there's a military base. North Carolina, there's Fort Bragg. You know, you, within a couple hundred miles of where I live at, you have Fort Bragg, you have Blackwater, which is private security military. You have Langley, you have the CIA, the FBI headquarters. And I believe they're all parts of this. Uh, and that's why I don't think going to church is really necessarily a safe thing for everyone because I believe people in church are part of it. I believe that there's a you know a community-based policing system that's in effect that has to do with this. But like North Carolina is, has more government installations than any other state in the nation. You can look it up. I've done extensive research on targeting because the incident that happened to me in Texas was how I realized. I looked up the weaponry. I looked up holograms and voice hearing words in in your mind, and it brought me to targeting individuals. And that's how I came to the realization that I was a targeted individual. And I know this kind of sounds jumbled. I, I, I would like to be able to explain it more plainly, but it, well, it, I don't. I'm sure 
Ellen would okay. love to have him on as a guest one night. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, I, I'd love to because I'd like to be able to have other people that – because I know this has probably happened to somebody else, and they just were like, this is so far-fetched and so out of this world. Nobody's going to believe that this could happen. I'm, it, if it's happened to me, it, it's happened to other people. It has to Right. Be. Except we believe you. So, and you definitely are not alone. So, um, I know Ella um, would love to have you as a guest one night, and also Mike in Hawaii. Um, yeah. If you be a guest one night, um, I'm speaking for Ella, but I'm sure that you know that's what we're here for—is to be supportive and um, just surround you with support and hope and that we can all work together and end this scourge on humanity. I mean, it's outrageous, outrageous that these people do. It's not, it's It's, totally unacceptable. So I'm glad you It just feels good. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I said, it it just feels good. Like I've never been able to tell that, you know, and it was kind of jumbled. I want, I planned on, I know that, you're trying to you get everybody in, so I was, you know, feel the pressure of not trying to take too long to speak. I'd like to go into more detail about it and tell the extended version of it. But it just I've never been able to even get that much out to anybody except my wife, and she doesn't believe it. You know, she think, and she doesn't know what to believe, but she she believes I'm mentally ill. So it, it felt really like there's this tremendous pressure that's been on my shoulders for like three or four years since this happened. And other than my wife, nobody else other than the people on this call have heard at least that part, you know, that amount of this, my story. So it's, and it's, I've been a target individual at least six years, at least. So it, it felt I'm, good to be able to explain it. I'm really honored that you chose to share it tonight. Thank you so much. And you, you. you deserve actually more time than we have tonight. In fact, the call is about to end. So you, I mean, I really think that you deserve more time. Can you give me your first name? It's Patrick. Okay, Patrick. And I have your information. I got, I, I've already, like I said, I spoke to Ella. She called me last week, but she had it. It's something she had to go really quick. We only spoke for about two minutes before she had to leave. And she, I know she's inundated by emails and has a lot of, I'm sure, be, taking care of this podcast is a tremendous responsibility. So I understand that she's busy and eventually she will get back to me. And I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to speak. I appreciate you um, being willing to share your story because the more of us that do, you know, I think the quicker we can put an end to this. And also Mike and Hawaii, I just so appreciate you coming on tonight. And both of you you deserve, you know, far more time than we have tonight, um, so I just thank you so much. You rarely hear a uh, actual story that's not jumbled, like you, in detail, in depth, you know, as a matter of fact, explaining what happened. It's a lot, a lot of people talk about it in broad terms, but don't go into detail or can't give a, a you know, a, can't explain it from beginning to end in a, in a way that people can understand it. You know, it's usually jumbled a lot of the time. Well, if it's any consolation, that has been every single one of us on these calls. Because what they do to us is so 
outrageously overwhelming. It's so bizarre beyond belief, and they don't just do one thing at a time. They do five different outrageous, bizarre things, you know, and it's, and, you know, the church thing, I know that in many churches, the pastors are involved because they're a part of, you know, the InfraGuard or the citizen Corps, so they're told things about us that simply aren't true. So, exactly. Um, you know, that's that's their responsibility. But for me, I always think, you know, I'm not going to let them dictate where I do and don't go. However, I'm not going to go somewhere. I'm not going to go to a church where, you know, I'm viewed as, you know, Satan himself or whatever they think about me because then I think, well, you don't have very much spiritual discernment. <laughs> you, you must not be yeah. that close to God because you can't figure this simple thing out. You know, you can't see yeah. the truth for yourself. So, you know, other than that, I agree with that. Thank you so much, Patrick, for sharing your story. Thank you Melissa, so much. Can I say something? Melissa, can I say yeah. something real quick? Hi, Patrick. I I just want to say that not only do we believe you, we know what you're saying is true. You don't have to worry about us believing you. We know it's true. We've heard it before. But I do want to thank you. Your story about how they threatened you and your 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 brother and your daughter. This is that's the evilness that this program operates with is just mind-boggling. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. That is horrible. So, and I'm glad you're here. We can help. Well, thank you. Yeah. Linda would be a good one to, um, maybe Linda needs a guest. Yeah. <laughs> you, Patrick, you, you come on over. I got a call tomorrow night. You come on over okay. and talk as much as you want, okay? If you feel like Could it. I have the info? Sure. No. Could I have the information? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, it's 724 724. Same phone number. 444. 444. Okay. Okay, the and room what's the number ID? is, huh? What is the, the yeah, the room number? And right, the call ID is 140091. 140091. 140091. Okay, and, press, and then the ID is 1, st- one star 8. Excuse me? 140091. That's it. Okay, and then you press, uh, like how you have to press number one to get into Ella's, or one pound, is that the same? Right, then go ahead and do that, right. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm so it's... And where and are you same. from? So I, I want to make sure I recognize where you, who you are. Where are you from? Um, I li- I'm a, I'll call from a Southwest Virginia number. That's my home phone. I'm, I called this time for my cell phone because when she actually earlier accepted me or unmuted me. She couldn't hear me speaking. I could hear her, and and it wouldn't allow me, so I called through my cell phone. But my, my, I'll call from Southwest Virginia or uh, North Carolina. But I'll call from Virginia, Southwest Virginia. That way, you'll you'll. Do you need the number? I can give you. The, no, I don't mind no, giving the number. No, the only thing that will come in is your state. I just want to make sure I recognize you. Okay. Um, so I want to make sure I got this. Correct. It's one four zero zero nine one, and then pound or one pound. pound. One. Yeah. Well. Okay. Or one, and then pound, and then one, and then pound. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to your name is? Really, hmm? I wanted to 
really quickly that um, OSI, Ryan, is having his after call tonight, and that's 724. It's the talk shoe phone number, 724. What is it, Linda? 444? Oh. Yeah, and then his, oh, I'm not at my number. Okay. is 125472. Yeah. Now, you're from Southwest Virginia again. Is it Southwest Virginia? Uh, I believe that's what she said, that when I call it, it comes from Southwest Virginia. And what is your name? My name's Linda. Linda? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. We'll look forward to okay. tomorrow. What time? Um, anytime after 9 o'clock your time. 9 o'clock my time? Yeah. Okay. Are you okay. close time? Are you um, Eastern time? Yes, ma'am. I'm Eastern time. I'll call between 9 and 9.30. Very good. Okay. Let's make sure okay. you press star eight, and I will unmute you, and you can help us. And also, you'd be great. Yeah, I'm sure um, Ryan would like to hear you on his call, too, after this one. Okay. Um, what time does his start? Um, right after this one. And it's 125472? Yeah, I think so. And uh, it's the same one pound or pound one? Yeah, same process. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, awesome. You're gonna get you're gonna get plugged in, and we all sound jumbled at first. We do. It's you know, it's the rare TI out there that doesn't sound, you know, just jumbled. And again, it's because what they do is just so outrageous and unfathomable. I mean, really, and it's unconscionable. The good news is that system's not sustainable. It can't last forever. And a lot of lot more people are coming forward and realizing this is happening to them. And we've got to stick together and we've got to get the word out. And most importantly, we have to give each other hope. So I just want to um, thank everyone tonight. I'm going to try to unmute a couple more people before the call ends because it's going to end in a few minutes, I think. Um, thank you, Patrick, and thank you, Mike, and Hawaii both for coming on and sharing thank your you. story. I yes, appreciate sir. that. So I'm unmuting some people. If you want, if you have last-minute advice for new TIs, um, go ahead and speak now. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I guess. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, things that um, spies are doing to people all over the United States, and a lot of it's a conspiracy. And when I hear someone say conspiracy theorist, um, I know they're like George Bush, they're a Nazi. Um, but um, yeah, and and they plant devices in people's body. Uh, they're called neuroprosthetics. Uh, and we need to uh, have them scanned, detected, and removed from our body. Yeah, that's, that's, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Um, anybody else? Michigan? Minnesota? Anybody else have some last minute? Well, Hi. My, my Hi. life was a hundred times better. I just want to say, targeted. hello. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say to Patrick that he's not alone. Um, 
My son don't believe me half of the things that I tell him also, but he knows something is going on because he knows the different um, things that I'm doing. Um, like he see my shielding and stuff. So I just wanted to let him know, don't worry. God is with you. Keep praying. Have a lot of prayer. Have a lot of faith. You don't have to go to church, but you can have faith in God. Don't give up on God because the Bible said that he'll never leave us or forsake us. So just so keep that you. keep that in your mind, and you have to be strong. And the most thing I, I could tell you the important thing to do is stay healthy. Take supplements and detox, and detox inside and out. Like I detox my body. I take a, my drink every morning, and it cleanses me out, and I take a bath every night with baking soda, Epsom salt, and apple cider vinegar, and sometimes bentonite clay with it. So you have to detox your body. It makes you feel so much better, so much better. So that's the the thing I could tell a T.I. is to detox and have faith. Believe in God because he is watching us. He is watching us. Hello? Hello, go ahead. Hi, it's Connie again. I, I just echo what Paula said, detox, detox, detox. To the gentleman, Mike, who just spoke, um, your daughter should detox, too. This just is in the chemtrails. It has to do with the GMOs and uh, the sodium fluoride in the water. They're making us into transmitters and receivers. A simple thing. Get Louisiana hot sauce. If that's too hot, you can use ketchup, but it's not the hot. Rub it in your hands and on your feet. You're going to start getting probably balls of stuff coming off. These are like neurotransmitters, and they attach to our skin anyway. So the detox thing. The other thing I wanted to add is earlier Amy was speaking, and she talked about National Liberty Alliance and their ties to, I don't know, the church. That's not true, um, with all respect, with Eric and stuff. Um, uh, National Liberty Alliance was offered funding from the Vatican, and they declined it because they did not want to be controlled by the Vatican. So, um, and they have like 7,000 members, and um, they file many, they help people using our Constitution. So, go to their website, look at the federal filed court cases. Um, they are fighting for our rights, and they are fighting for people who are targeted individuals, but they don't know they're targeted individuals. They just, their houses are getting foreclosed, and they're repeatedly getting pulled over by cops and stuff. So, um, anyways, detox, detox, detox. This stuff is so damaging, it causes cancer, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, arthritis, type 2 diabetes, um, so many illnesses. And if you just shield, you are, this stuff is going to stay on the body because it's designed to bond with our, our skin and our neurotransmitters. And, that, and that's what I have to do. Thank you. Hey, let me get a word, let me get a word in really quick. This is Alex. Uh, I hope everybody's well. Patrick, if you're still listening, can you call Ryan's show, like right when this call's over? All right, yeah, I'll call. Hey, Mike in Hawaii. I just wanted to say um, I don't discount anything anyone has to say. So when I said some of this stuff is not high tech, I do know there's lots of high tech. But some of it isn't, and I just want everyone to keep the faith. Believe your instincts. Believe in yourself. And God bless all of you. Thanks.
Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I think the best advice that I would have wanted to hear was just, I'm not alone, that I wasn't crazy, that, that this is really happening and it's happening to a lot of people and connecting, researching, um, listening. That was always good. Okay. California, I'm unmuting you. Are you there? Yeah, hi. I just wanted to say to Connie, I don't know. I'm still in the middle. I'm still trying to find my way through the fog. Um, Eric, who used to work for NLA, passed it to me. And honestly, I'm still like everybody else trying to figure it out. So if I'm passing information that I I don't know if it's right or wrong, um, I don't know what I don't know. So, you know, I guess we have to keep an open mind and just try to figure out our own truth. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out, too. So uh, it's all new to me on the MLA. Uh, I'm not, you know, I don't have legal background, so uh, it's very scary to me. Um, I dealt with legal stuff in the military. I could roll over on people in the military with legal, but not in the civilian world. I, it's a whole new animal. Um, so, you know, I'm just open-minded, and let's just look at everything as a possibility to help ourselves that don't rule anything out um, because... What your gut is telling you, your discernment is telling you about a certain situation that you feel uncomfortable in, whether it's a place, a person, uh, an environment, that you can't quite make it out what it is, follow that gut feeling, and then if that gut feeling isn't right or you're not sure about that, pray about it. And believe believe me, nine times out of ten, God shows you the answer. Maybe right, not at that moment, but he does somehow show you when you're ready to accept the answer. So I just want to say God bless everybody and peace be with you all. And thanks for doing what you're doing. Everybody. Everybody matters. Yes, they do. We all matter. So right now I'm going to go ahead and end the recording. Um, I want to to remind everyone that um, Ryan has the after call at the talk shoe phone number and his room number is one two five four seven two pound one two five seven two pound and they go late into the night from what I hear so I'm gonna go ahead and end the recording. Thank you everybody for being so understanding um with me filling in for Ella even though she's she's here. I hope she got a little bit of a reprieve and a rest. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.